What's up, folks? Welcome to the JMS Podcast with me, Jorge M. Sanchez. Thank you for tuning in. Today's guest is PX Floro. She is a comedian here in San Jose, California. She's a good friend. She has been here on this podcast before. This is her second time. She passed by. We had a great chat. Look forward to it. Before we get to PX Floro, we do have another segment of Going Viral. Chase Doherty uh, came over and he broke down net neutrality because I was still confused by it. And uh, I don't know. Maybe this podcast is at risk now. Will, will we be soon off the air? I don't know. Let's find out. Please follow the JMS podcast and subscribe on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and Google Play. You can follow the JMS podcast on the social media. You can check it out on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Don't forget to check out the JMSpodcast.com website for all the available content. And you can email me at JMSpodcast at gmail.com with any questions, praises, or anything else before. All right, guys, let's do it. Let's head on over to uh, Chase Doherty. Welcome to another segment of Going Viral with Chase Doherty. Yes. Hi. Oh, wow. Great to be here, man. So what is the subject for today's segment? Oh, man. We're going to talk about (laughs) net neutrality. Perfect timing for net neutrality, actually, um, with everything that just happened. So, yeah, today's December 14th. So um, Pretty controversial topic. You know, everybody's outraged about it. It's all over the internet. I'm I'm seeing videos all about it. You're pissed. You came in shook. But take it from the top. Oh wow. Okay. So I mean, man, I don't even know where, where to begin. Um, I'm shooken up from today. Still, um, I I felt like I felt like Trump got reelected for a second term. Like that's how. Wow. That's how this feels. To I might be exaggerating, but like I a mean, gut this, in, like like a punch a in the gut. Gut punch. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I woke up and I heard the story drop and everything like that, I was just like, oh, f- f-. like. Pandora's box opened in the worst way possible Mm -hmm. for the world of the internet as we know it today. A vote is scheduled in Washington today on a government rule change that could affect how you use your favorite websites. Obama-era rules on net neutrality stop providers like AT&T and Verizon from playing favorites and charging more for faster access. Um, I mean, just to kind of go over the basic, I mean, to kind of fill people in as far as like, um, what net neutrality is? Uh, basically, um, it's a concept, you know, that basically internet service providers, so like your your Comcast, your AT and T, your Verizon, um, you know, all, all the internet service providers, uh, must treat all data onto the internet the same. So we can't discriminate, you know, against, um, you know, websites, you know, people who you know post or you know whatever the case may be. So it, it does not allow room for censorship, essentially. And just they to clear, yeah, they just can't alter, yeah, they can't. like to clarify on that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you pay your internet bill, essentially you do whatever you want with that with the data that's available to you. Yeah, you exactly. Can, you could spend it, you know, uh, streaming videos. You could spend it in social media. Mm-hmm. You could spend it, you know, watching porn or whatever, downloading. So mm-hmm. you, I think a, a lot of the aspects that we take for granted when we uh, when we, when we go online. Exactly. Exactly. No, I mean basically what. 
what net neutrality does, it, it doesn't allow internet service providers to basically intentionally block, um, slow down, or you know, charge money for services and online content that exists. Uh-huh. Like the internet service, like Comcast can't charge you for having Netflix right. when you're already being charged by Netflix to stream their videos. Right. To get access to To get access to that. Exactly. Exactly. So basically what happened, to put that in a nutshell, that's what happened. It added the additional barrier of not only having access to the internet, but also if you wanted to like watch Netflix, Mm -hmm. you might have to pay Comcast an extra dollar ninety nine a month to have access to be able to go onto Netflix's site and to pay to be on your subscription that you already paid ten dollars a month for, pretty much treated like HBO, where you where exactly it's, it's a it's a extra premium. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now here's where I'm a little confused. Yeah, uh, net neutrality as we know it right now is a relatively new thing, meaning the bill that passed in 2015 mm-hmm. was under Barack Obama's administration, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, now, net, yeah. So at 2015, that's when they're like, all right. The net is neutral. However, we, we, we had the internet since the late 90s. Uh, so what took so long for us to come to, to even bring up net neutrality? How was Comcast treating, or ISPs like Comcast, treating the internet before 2015? Um, I mean, basically, the concept of net neutrality can go all the way back to 2003. So that's where like the mm. term originated from. It was actually from a professor from Columbia University, uh, I believe, uh, by the name of uh, Tim uh, Tim Wu, uh, actually quoted that particular term of like what we know as net neutrality today. We have the man who coined the term net neutrality here. Please welcome Tim Wu. <laughs> but um, you coined the term net neutrality. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? I mean, these people, people on the street don't know what it is. What yeah. is it? You know, it's ex- I was watching that video and I was thinking, you got a lot of taxis in this video. And it's exactly the principle that, that applies when, when you get in a taxi cab. A taxi cab has to take you where you want to go. You know, imagine you get on, in the taxi cab. This actually happens, you know, in some countries. And you say, I want to go to you know, Brooklyn. And you end up in the, in the gift store. Yeah, yeah. That you know, in this country, <laughs> when I want to go home from Manhattan, yeah. I'm like, I want to go to Brooklyn. They're like, no, I don't go to Brooklyn. Well, there, there's that problem, too. Um, <laughs> But essentially, is the idea that the, that the taxi is supposed to take you where you want to go. And the basic principle is the internet was built on the principle that the carriers take your data where you want it to go. And that people are allowed to communicate over the internet without interference by the people in the middle. But basically, I mean, before then, I mean, there were these internet service providers, Comcast, AT&T, Verizon, and others that have done a form of basically kind of breaking net neutrality uh, rules. So like, you know, throttling. Mm. And are you kind of are you familiar with what what throttling is? No, not not in this context. What does that mean? Throttling basically means they'll slow down your internet speed um, if you go over a certain limit that's negotiated in your particular internet plan. So it's like a cell phone plan then. Yeah, exactly. Once you're over your data, they they could slow down, eliminate. Yeah, exactly. Like for me, I have have AT and T, and once I'm over my my data plan, I still have data, but Mm -hmm. just a much slower rate. Exactly, and I mean, uh, also other providers as well too, like AT and T, for example. um, Years back, they basically limited FaceTime access to Hmm. uh, their consumers, so only people that had AT and T could use FaceTime. 
and even Verizon as well too was accused of throttling as well recently um, as far as slowing down their speeds from their 4G LTE phones mm-hmm. um, and they claimed that it was like they were doing like testing or something like that so they kind of got out of it but we I mean it's full of shit basically. <laughs> I, mean, they, they, I mean anyone could see right through that who's right. it's obvious yeah now who is the front runner of uh, who who's trying to repeal net neutrality Gentleman named uh, FCC Chairman um, Ajit Pai. And FCC Commissioner Ajit Pai joins me now. Welcome to the News Hour. Thank you for having me. So you, I understand, are not a fan of these uh, net neutrality rules from a few years ago. What, what is your principal concern? Well, I favor a free and open internet, as I think most consumers do. My concern is with the particular regulations that the FCC adopted two years ago. Uh, they are what is called Title II regulations, developed in the 1930s to regulate the Ma Bell telephone monopoly. And my concern is that by imposing those heavy-handed economic regulations on internet service providers, big and small, uh, we could end up disincentivizing companies from wanting to build out internet access to a lot of parts of the country, low-income, urban, and rural areas, for example. And that, I think, is something that nobody would benefit from. Now, the FCC, you know, is its own self-governing organization, right? Like, it does not need approval of of the yeah. of Congress to do what they want. Exactly. Essentially. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Free market, yeah. now, what's the logic behind this? Like, like... It's so easy to be like, no, this is wrong. You can't do that. Uh, however, wh- wh- what is the main push on why they want to repeal net neutrality? I think I think that's all. That's the whole, you know, reason why of appealing it is to you know essentially capitalize on a business opportunity where these internet service providers can potentially make more money. Hmm. I, that's ultimately what it comes down to. I mean, of course, they're not going to tell you that. Um, you know, they, they backtrack it by saying, well, you know, we're going to provide you with enhanced services, you know, that you might prefer or, or things that are going to be better than the Internet. They're going to pitch it that way, but ultimately it's to make more money. Now, another argument on the other side of the table for repealing that neutrality is that this would help create a safer space in the Internet where they could limit, uh, you know, ha- hazardous um, co- Content, you know, that's not safe for children, mm-hmm. or content that you know helps, uh, uh, let's say, people with a with a political agenda that could mm-hmm. influence an election and stuff like that, and and also help out weed out fake news. They say that mm-hmm. by repealing net neutrality, there's a better a, a better angle at fighting those things. Well, to that I say, if that's the whole argument to appeal net neutrality then we're essentially fighting the war on drugs it's impossible it's the internet like I don't as far as like creating a safe space um, that's really up to the the parent that's really up to the person who's researching uh, who's on the internet to be able to take in information, mm-hmm. to be able to decipher and to read something, to listen to something, to hear something, to view something. So what you're saying is the accountability of these things is outside the the, the web. It's, yeah, it's outside the web. Okay. Um, there are plenty of people that exist in society that are able. My, I myself included, and you yourself included. I, I, I like to think that. 
you're able to look at something on the internet and be able to know that this is incorrect, this is inaccurate, or if something offends me, I could turn it off and do something else that's more useful with my time. Because I think what's going to happen, I have this I have this kind of vision right now, um, I think what's going to happen is the internet service providers are going to be able to come out with like a basic internet plan, and you're going to be able to have access to like all the things that are popular right now. So you're going to have access, to like your free access to Netflix, Hulu, um, HBO Go, uh, YouTube, um, and then like ultimately what's going to happen is if you wanted like access to like you know other things as well too, you'd have to pay a premium service to have access to those those websites or you know um, or what's going to happen is like Comcast might partner up with Google and so if you have Comcast you could only have a Gmail account because they partner with Google or like if you have AT and T you know partners with Apple or you know partners up with Apple so like if you have AT&T you could only have Safari as your web browser or search engine um, or if you wanted to have Google you'd have to pay premium for that like I feel like it opens up the window to like have these partnerships which I'm sure are great um, it allows for a free market to be able to you know capitalize and work for the customer experience but it's not something that ever really needed to be changed and it was never really a big problem to begin with the internet was just fine we didn't need to desense. We don't need to. It's not, it's not broken. So why are we why are we fucking with it? You know. So all right, let's wrap up the segment. Mm-hmm. You're not happy about it. A lot of people are not happy about it. Mm-hmm. What can people do to to make a change? Well, um, I mean, obviously, I mean it's it's happening right now as as we speak. Um, there's already like. <laughs> uh, Articles out as far as you know, people wanting to appeal, um, you know, net net neutrality being appealed. Uh, so they want you know those actions to be you reversed. Want it a- appeal and net neutrality being repealed. Yeah, I know that sounds weird <laughs> when I say it. Um, that's it, quite it, the tongue twister. Essentially, who has the power to take the repeal back? Well, if you raise a big enough stink about it, um, I mean, even though the FCC is its own entity. I'm pretty sure. I mean, maybe maybe Trump can do something right with this. And actually, Trump can. the The executive uh, branch uh, could have a big influence over this. Yeah. So, I mean, Trump. Hey, if you want to get your approval ratings up, I know it's only. I know you're wait, only. Wait, I know. Wait, I know. Wait, look, wait, hold on. Oh, so that, I never, I never thought I would so, say that. So, so now it's the oh, the term, like the, of lesser evils here. I, I mean. It's happened. So if shit hits the fan and if what I predict happens as far as... Let me ask you this. <laughs> if, 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 you had, if you had a choice, if you had a choice oh, shit. of repealing net neutrality... Oh, God. But we'll keep net neutrality, but we need to keep Trump for another four years. Oh. Oh, what, what would you do? Oh. Um. Whoa. Um... Wow, you really got to think about this one? Tell you what. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> man. <laughs> I have struggled with this. This is hard, man. I Like, oh, God. Um, what, what, would you, what would you do? I, I would uh, I, I would uh, repeal. I would rather repeal net neutrality and deal with it in another way than keep this fuckhead for another four years. Okay. Oh, that's okay. what I would do. Oh, okay. So that's the way it was framed. Okay. Chase, thank you for coming. 
I, I'm glad to be here. Um, you know, you're so shaken up. You're acting. Like, I, uh, <laughs> you're acting as if we just got invaded, and like, <laughs> I mean, but, again, but here's the thing: like your response to it, it yeah. amazes me because a lot of people are having the same response, and it just yeah. tells you how much how attached we are to the internet, how much we take it for granted, and now that we see that the internet, you know, there's a possibility the internet may be, you know good chunk of it be taken away from us mm-hmm. at least without you know if you're not paying for it exactly i think we, we, you people feel like livelihoods are are at stake here i wouldn't say and that i feel it's yeah. a fascinating observation it is about how human beings in general these are our people you know american citizens who who have the privilege to have the internet the capacity we have it and and again we take it for granted i I find it a little funny. That's all. It's like people. I, I mean, know. I mean, I don't mean to laugh at your expense. I'm not gonna. I'm but, not. But yeah, this, I'm gonna be this, like a crack fiend, like <laughs> scratching my neck. The fact that I didn't get my internet this month. Um, hey, all I'm saying is this shit sucks. I get it. Let's do something about it. Yeah. Hopefully, 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 you know, there's some there's opportunities soon to to uh, you know to get the back going. But hey, calm the fuck down. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's all really fresh because it, it all happened as we're taping this. It, it happened today. Yeah, so, true. I mean, that's we don't, true. I mean, we don't, I mean. To, to, uh, yes, to, to your credit, uh, Chase, uh, we are recording this uh, the day of the, the repeal. Day of. The neutrality happened. So. It's, uh, yeah, it's scary stuff. So, um, so yeah, so great to be here, obviously. Um, you know, give it up. For, You're a big guy, dude. I've never seen you so shook before. I know, I know. This is, um, man. If I mean, if you're, we could somehow yeah, we'll tell stream you what. this. I mean, just like, just to look at my face, like, um, I yeah, I'm really uneasy about all this. All right. I well, don't. I mean, I don't know. You know, who knows? Who, who knows? knows? I could be completely. We'll revisit this. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, you. Uh... That's yeah. the segment. Uh, please email me at. Uh, I just want to give my real email. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, you can email me at jbestpodcast at gmail dot com and give us your take on it. Do I, are you reacting the same way like Chase, or or what's your take on this whole uh, repealing of net neutrality? I'd love to hear it from you. And uh, Chase, uh, any closing remarks? Oh man, well, um, always glad to you know be here, um, you know every month uh, to be able to talk about everything that's gone viral, everything that's going on in our society. Uh, give my comedic perspective on it, of course, um, even if it's a, uh, even if this one wasn't particularly <laughs> particularly funny. Um, but um, but yeah, so always always a pleasure, always happy to be here, always glad to hear everybody's perspective and thoughts. Uh, you catch me again. Uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, Chase underscore forty four. Uh, also on Snapchat, CD comedian. Uh, Facebook, you catch me at Jeffrey Chase Doherty, uh, and then also on Twitter, uh, JCD Comedy. So um, have a good night, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Going Viral with me, Chase Doherty. Once again, I'd like to get your opinion on net neutrality. You can email me at jmspodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's move on to our main guest. Today's guest is PX Floral. She is an awesome person. She was featured in the latest JMS Podcast comedy show that was happening at the Ritz. And uh, all around, she, she's a nice person. Every time I, I talk to her, it's, um, it's nice. 
nice catching up. She's currently running a room in uh, Willow Glen uh, Pizza Factory. And uh, she's doing amazing stuff. So uh, let's head on over and talk to uh, PX Flora. Let's go see what she is up to. another one of them I had to add to my list. That was too bad. You're not the first. You're not the first. Where someone starts talking like that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when I, I'm doing the playback and they're like repeating what, what I'm <laughs> saying on the playback. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh. Well, it sounds so real. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like a recording. It sounds like, well, because I have the headphones on. That's probably why. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, but uh, hey, I if I look disheveled and tired and I haven't slept, that's because I haven't. Uh, sleeping has been a pretty challenging thing for me lately. I just been, haven't been sleeping well. So, I'm seem groggy to you right now. No, no, no. It's totally cool. I, I mean, I get lack of sleep, but I haven't been as. Uh, I've been getting more sleep, but I'm still tired because I have like a full schedule. Mm. But I've been sleeping better lately. But you're a morning person, aren't you? I'm a morning person, but I'm also a, a night owl. Like I'll be up till like two, three o'clock in the morning, and then I'll wake up at six o'clock in the so morning to go to work. Are you at your worst in the middle of the day or something? Um, I'm at my worst get in the morning. <laughs> like even though I'm a morning person, yeah. Like I'm hating life, but I'm like, if I just don't get this started now, I'm gonna be. Because like, I figure in your line of work, you have to be a morning person, right? Oh yeah. You're in financing. Yeah, but then my shift just changed, so I'm like ten to seven, so I'm not able to do as many shows as I want to, because a lot of them you have to be there by seven thirty-eight. So I did the Oakland show. So after work, after work, so I wake up at six o'clock in the morning, drop off my kids at school, uh-huh. and then I go to work from ten to seven, and then after that, I went to Oakland last night. Uh-huh. Thank God my car didn't get break, broken into like it did last last year. Oh, did it last year? Yeah, a year ago. What, same show. Into. Same show. What show was um, this? But I think it was. I think it was the competition. I want to say it was the competition or the not so late show. One of the, one of those two, mm. the comedy Oakland ones. And then I I car pulled up with Theo, and then as I, I'm walking to my car, I think Theo's the one that that uh, broke into broke my into car. car. Well, he got crap then because he was he was with me, and so we carpooled <laughs> with all those tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's really a nice guy though. Like he's like the nicest. He's guy. He's a real sweetheart. And so like I walk up to my car and I'm like, fuck! I left my window back window rolled down, oh, but no. I'm parked next to a tree, so then like you can't really tell. But I mean, if you're walking on the street, you can. Right. And I was like, oh man, I left my window open. Wow, luckily no one broke into my car. And then we're driving down 880. And I'm like, I keep hearing like wind. And I'm like pushing the buttons to make sure my windows are rolled up. And I was like, why does it sound like there's still air in here? And then Theo looks in the back. He's like, uh, I think someone broke into your car. So like the side that I saw with the window rolled down, they didn't even like think of unlocking the car. They just broke into the back window. <laughs> the opposite side. The opposite side. And I came through the driver's side. I didn't even see it. Oh Jesus! And it was like a hundred and fifty dollars later. Yeah. I was like, actually no, it was two hundred because it was the corner window. It's like a specialized, yeah. customized window. Right. And so I was supposed to do that joke last night. I was like gonna say, oh yeah, you know, a year ago I did the similar show and my car got broken into. So this time I thought I'd play it smart and drive my parents' car instead. Yeah. But I forgot the joke. And you know when you end early, you're like, I'm missing a joke. Like, yeah. You know you have like two minutes left. And you're you like, start panicking. Yeah. So then you're I searching just, for in your head. Yeah. You're like, I, I and can't. I didn't write it down either. So it, then. 
Yeah, and then it gets awkward because you're quiet because you're thinking of the joke. So you like do like a so how's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody from Oakland, they're like, uh, yeah, stupid. <laughs> like, I had that happen to me at Slapface. Oh, where, that's a good show. Yeah, that's a great show. Faco yeah. does an he's amazing still doing job. It, right? There. Yeah, he's still wow, doing it on that's a. Really good. Uh, and uh, but I went there and I made the mistake. First of all, at that time, I was also not sleeping well, so I was still groggy. It sounds so, like you don't sleep at but, all. Well, at I, all. I, I don't. I, I, I'm is surprised. it like insomnia type of thing? Or is insomnia, like... I just have too many things to do, and you know, working eight hours and, and plus. And, then and doing comedy. And doing comedy yeah. and doing film and doing mm-hmm. several other things. So yeah, I stay up nights it's sending like having emails. Another kid. Yeah. It's like having a kid. Yeah, it's, it's like being a kid and yeah, having a kid. And having a kid. Oh my gosh. Okay, teen dad. <laughs> at Slapface, I'm in the mistake to get their hipster coffee, you know? And that What's shit's that? strong. It's like, you know, those cafes where they don't have drip coffee, but they have like the old fashioned, they put in the glass thing, a glass tube. and the, Oh, I've seen it over there. You know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like fancy. It's not like a drip, yeah. but it's like super fancy. Super fancy. Yeah. and But it's like concentrated look, coffee. Right. It, it looks like they're like, you know, scientists, you know, trying to yeah, know, yeah, yeah. work some shit. Yeah, like chemistry. Yeah. And I, I made a mistake with getting that and I just high wired. Yeah. Too, I was like, in, I don't I know what caffeine that. usually. But because I was so high wired, I just ran through my set. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, like I finished early. <laughs> yeah. So uh, not only that, but I forgot stuff because uh, I because I was just boom, boom, I boom, hate when boom, that happens. boom, and then I was like noticing like, oh my god, that's, that's I was supposed to do a eight minute set. I just did everything in four minutes, <laughs> like half the time. Like <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, I'm just doing crowd work and crowd work. But because my adrenaline's like spiked, my, yeah. my anxiety spiked. Yeah. I'm like, this is not going well. And once you're in that state in your head when you're not performing, it's, you're fucked, you know? Yeah. Once, you, you know, it's like when you're in a, in a fight, you can't think twice. You have to Yeah, act. you can't like unpunch yourself. Like if someone yeah. punches you in the face, like you can't undo that punch. Like you're hurting, but at the same time, you're like, I got to keep going. But you can't think that you're yeah. hurting. You yeah. can't <laughs> think, you know. You can't you, feel the pain until after. Right. Yeah. You, you just got to act yeah. on reflex. And How'd then, you end up doing that? Then? And, and then I, I just... Uh, not, I'm not proud of that set, you know? <laughs> People say it was good, but I was like, nah. I, I just, yeah, because you know you're yeah. your worst critic. So. Yeah, and I was like, I forgot that joke, and I forgot that joke. And even if I did it too early, I had these like five other jokes I could have used. And I was like, ah, what a failure. Yeah, I know. Like, last night, I was like one of those shows where it's like, now I know why I'm doing comedy. So I had a really great set, but then the past couple of shows I've done, I'm like, why am I doing comedy? Like, why? Why am I doing oh, this? Oh, does myself? that include my show? No, oh. no, 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 no. It doesn't include your show. It's no, okay you did. If it is. No, you you did good. But when I did the show in um, I did a show in Woodbridge, which is kind of like near Lodi, and I did okay, you know, and I and I did good at your show, but then like other shows before that, I was just kind of like, I wasn't getting the laughs, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I think it's different too, depending on like the venue, because sometimes you can't hear the laugh, but people are laughing and like, they'll come up to you after you did really good. And I'm like, really? I thought I ate shit. I'm like, yeah. but, um, well, that's the I've been thing. Doing okay. And like the open mics, it's like, eh, you know right, what I mean? It's right. like, I work out new material, but I'm working out new material in front of comics. who's already seen my material from like the past two weeks. When you're bombing con- constantly, it's, and a lot of it's not really your fault because uh, right. it, it's sometimes you're in open mics and it's bound to happen. You're, right. you're, you're performing to mostly. But you still comics. blame yourself. You blame yourself yeah. and you get burned out. You yeah. Know? And that's why it's good to have, you know, some showcases lined up to like reinvigorate yes. your inspiration. Because I've gone through that several times. Oh, I, I do that all you know? the time. And then especially when mm-hmm. I missed that joke, I was like, man, it would have been a great set if I didn't forget that joke. And then... Like, I was talking to Faco the other day. We were hanging out. I was like, you know what? I'm just tired of comedy right now. And Faco was smart because Faco was like, dude, that's only because you've been performing at the same places. He's been straight. killing. 
He's been killing. Yeah. And and his thing is like once you feel burnt out, like let's say you do Woodhams and Caravan and yeah. Scotty, like continuously, he just goes outside the area. He goes yeah. SF, he goes Santa Cruz, and that's really helped. Like yeah. you know, he's like, you know what, let's go do Santa Cruz. And we did Santa Cruz, it was fun. It really re inspired me. It's yeah. good then if I'm feeling it again, we'll go to Redwood City. I'm like, that's the thing to do is you need to you find need to yourself. check other places. Yeah. I did uh what was that, the saloon one, the Pioneer Saloon, and that one I ate shit. I ate the, shit. The one time I did it was recently, and there was a lot of people there, and they're like, this is not common around here to have this many people here. So I was lucky enough to have a good crowd. Was it the one during me. Thanksgiving? No. Okay. Because I heard the one on Thanksgiving, there was like Maybe it was. There. there was hella people there. Maybe it was, actually. Well, it was the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, I think is what it was, because it's on Tuesdays. Yeah. And when I went, there was like five people, yeah. and then the rest were all comics, and... I mean, I ended strong, but then right. the rest of it was just like, all right, yeah, nope, okay, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but, but when I'm at a new place I've never done before, I don't really care so much for that. Like, I'm just excited to be at a new place, at a new stage. Me too. Checking it out. But then I want to, like, go back to kind of, like, redeem myself. You know what I mean? Like, especially if I eat shit, because I went to the saloon last, the first time, uh-huh. and I did great, and then I went the second time, and then... Uh, Willie G gave me this dope intro like she's from all over the bear she's amazing she's like one of my favorite female comedians and I yeah. eat shit yeah. <laughs> and I was like what the you hell know, this bitch <laughs> I used to do that a lot of her Scotty you know I would just hype them up for the next performer yeah. and they just bomb yeah. <laughs> and I feel a lot of it maybe it's my fault for yeah, just hyping like, yeah, it up too much bring it down yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. we don't feel as bad when yeah. we bomb, so, so I, I stopped doing that because it's, yeah. it's it's pretty funny. Well, Willie G when he did it, but I ended yeah. strong, and then um, it was funny because some of the comics were like, "Hey, you know, good job," and I was like, "Man, that was like a train crash. Like, <laughs> I ate shit." And then one of the comics, and it's Lionel or Leonard or mm. a Filipino guy from San Francisco. He's like, "At least you ended strong," and I'm just like, mm. "Oh yeah, yeah well. <laughs> you know." But I, but but my goal was to get oh, Leonard. Yes, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I wanted to hit all the jokes though, <laughs> like yeah. in between my set, like. That would have been good, but that's pretty yeah. funny. Uh, but uh, but glad to know that the, the show went pretty yeah, okay. It was awesome. I that's highly nice. recommend it. Anybody in the Oakland area. What show was it? It is a uh, comedy Oakland. Um, it's before the Not So Late show, so I want to say it's just called Comedy Oakland. Oh, because okay. they have the um, Comedy Machine, which is like right. the competition, and then they have Comedy Oakland, and then I think they have. The Not So Late Show, which is the 931. And I just always call it Comedy Oakland. Is, is this at the same venue? The same venue. Huh. Yeah, they're all at the same venue. They do like Thursday, Friday, Saturday shows, I want to say. Okay. Yeah, they're really... Is yeah, it a Ira, club? Is it a comedy no, club? No, it's, it's like a restaurant. It used to be the Spice Monkey. Uh-huh. And then um, Ira and Samson, they produce the shows. They do a phenomenal job, you know, especially when... You get paid, you're like, yeah, like it's totally worth it. Um, but then when your car gets broken into, you're like, no, it's not fucking worth it. Like, so when my car broke, I, I like totally was like, I can't make it, I can't make it, I can't make it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I was like, all right, I've been, can't, I, I've been telling you guys, I can't make it. I'm, I'm gonna make it. Let me know what date. And so, you know, uh, Oakland is one of those regions I've yet to really perform. Yeah, I and and I and hit or miss. Like, there's been times where I did really well, and there's times that uh, people are just like, "This this chick hates Mexicans." I'm like, "No, I don't. I love Jesus. Mexicans. I got kids that are Mexi- half Mexican." Yeah, yeah. Because you know my my ending, my closing joke about. 
being married to a Mexican. Has that really offended people? Yeah, some people are just like, that's not funny. Especially if there's Mexicans in the audience who don't speak English. Like, people are, like, looking at them for, like, their... <laughs> that's awkward. Like, for their okay to laugh. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And then <laughs> yeah. I was just like, dude, what the hell? Like, I, I love me some Mexicans. <laughs> like, what you... I've been married one. Yeah. I divorced them. But yeah, he it's... cheated on me. It's not like it was yeah. a willing thing. And right, so, right, right, from funny. that, and that was, like, probably, like, the last time I performed there. And then I ended with that joke, and I was like not funny like it was dead and it was my closing joke and I was just like alright I guess uh, there's not enough Mexicans in this room for, for this joke to kill <laughs> <laughs> alright but uh, PX it's been a while since you've been on this podcast I know a lot has happened I uh, so much uh, when we talked you were still running uh, Freddy J's yeah and, and now that's closed down they're now Enzo but you, after that, you went through uh, s- several rooms, right? You, you went to... Uh, a Dekine. Dekine. How was that experience like? Um, That was cool. I just... I guess hosted once. And that was a fun room. Yeah, no, it was a, no, it was a really good room. It was a really yeah. good stage. It's a really good venue. It's. I think it's more popular for music, though, than comedy, because it's kind of hard to bring people on a certain... You know, on certain days, you know? Right. But um, they're back, I want to say. Someone else is actually producing that room, but it's like a variety now. Uh, no, no more comedy. What? Yeah. Wait, didn't they just... Wait, how long? How long has it been? I thought they did... Oh, oh, they're still doing the variety. They're just not doing yeah, comedy. They're then. Not doing, uh, Why did someone just get no, filthy or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh. From what I've heard. And this is after, you know... After you, mine. Because I yeah. left willingly. Uh-huh. I didn't get... Yeah. How come you left willingly, do you feel? Um... Well, I don't think any of them. I just had some some things with the, with, with the venue that the I management? just didn't agree with. Yeah, that I just didn't agree with. And, uh... And they kept postponing it. Like, so I was doing it for like six months. I want to say it was weekly. Yeah. And then, then they started postponing it because the manager kept wanting to, the owner was like, we need to meet up. We need to meet up. And I'm like, and so I met with him one time and then I met with him another time. And then he's like, we still need to meet up. I'm like, what the fuck are we meeting up for? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, what kind of conversation are you guys having? Well, nothing. He's like, yeah, so we want to mo- promote it more. It was just kind of like repetitive, you know? But okay. then I, I, but then what's crazy is that I had people tell me about him. But I'm the type of person that I want to hear it for myself and see it for myself. And then once I got that, I was just kind of like, uh. What are you talking about? Like he's a creep? Yeah, like a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I've, that's, that's what I've heard. And then I wanted to be the judge for myself. But then when he kept wanting to meet with me and meet with me. And then he was like, well, you canceled one of the shows. I was like, I canceled one of the shows because I couldn't make it. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't like if, I just didn't want to do it. You feel like he was just trying to hit on you? Yeah, that's what, he, what I felt. Uh-huh. Was. And then when I first met him, I didn't even know he was married. And then that same night, I ended up meeting his wife, and she introduced me as her his wife, and I was like, oh! But I wasn't like hitting on him or flirting with him or anything yeah. like that. It was just kind of like, oh, well, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. And then from then on, every time I met her, like I was totally cool with her. I was like, hey, what's up? And then when he kept wanting to meet with me, and I'm just like, I don't understand why do we need to keep. So then I just cut my ties. I like I I quit while I was ahead, and I was just like, look, I can't do it anymore. Like, sorry just... to hear that. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But at the same time, it was a learning experience, you know. And I mean, it is what it is. And it kind of like, so I was on a dry spell. Like I was just yeah. doing the improv for a little bit. And then now I haven't been doing the improv. But it's crazy because Jason's actually doing his like a uh, reality. He's doing a reality show in New York. Yeah. Wow. So, so good for him. Like major yeah. kudos. That's awesome. But uh, I haven't been doing the improv. I think the last time I did the improv was like uh, maybe like July or something like that. Yeah. And, Going back to the creepiness though. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do you feel with this whole, you know, Me Too campaign happening, especially in the comedy circuits? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Do, do you have any say on that? 
Um, honestly, I didn't even know what you were talking about the Me Too until I was like thinking about is that the sexual harassment shit? Yeah, the thing. Well, with, I think specifically for our case, the Louis C.K. stuff. Yeah. Because after that, you know, they just you know people just come in like, well, in comedy, it's an open secret, well, and in comedy, well, it's- and it's crazy because it's not even in just comedy now. Like, every, there's all these people whistleblowing, but it makes me kind of wonder like how much are the how many of these accusations are actually true? And I'm not saying that women are liars. That's not what I'm saying. That's uh-huh. not what I'm saying at all. What I'm wondering is how. How, who, like, what did it take for them to finally speak up? You know what I'm saying? Was it just that one person? And then they were like, yeah, that happened to me too. Like, but the whole me too thing, like, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I've never made this announcement, but I'm going to make it right now. Like, I, I was sexually assaulted at a young age. I mean, I didn't even tell my parents about this because I was more like ashamed that it even happened. And so the more I talk about it, though, the more I find out that it's happening a lot more common. So I used to work at a different institution and uh, I worked with, Three women, including myself, and all three women were sexually assaulted How at a young you? age. Uh, when I when I was sexually assaulted, yeah. I was uh, fourteen. Oh wow! Yeah, I was young. And I you was were young. working already? Yeah, I was. I was working already, but that didn't happen at work. But when I was having this conversation with these women, yeah, who were sexually assaulted, I was already like thirty, and wow. I was bringing it up, and they were talking about because we were talking about creeps, and I was just like, right. yeah, you know, when I was fourteen, this happened, and they're like, that's so crazy that you say that because that happened to me. And then this other girl's like, oh, yeah, that happened to me, too. And I'm like, how old were you guys? We're like, we were at least around 14, 15 years old. And I was like, did you ever speak about it? And they're like, no, not really. Because it was like, you know, you're like with women, it's like we're embarrassed that it even happened mm-hmm. and ashamed. And like, we think it's our fault. You know what I mean? Okay. And and I feel like it's a lot more common than we we know or that we speak of. Like, I feel like sexual assault at a, at a younger age, too, happens a lot more frequently. But no one no one really talks about it. How, how long was this happening? Uh, the assault. Yeah. Um, the incident itself happened like one time and then it continuously happened maybe for a couple of months after and then I felt like I said I felt guilty you yeah. know what I mean but at the same time it's not it's not something I'm proud of and I think because of that incident it kind of changed the rest of my life like you're more cynical about um, the, those stuff not cynical but I think I was using that as an excuse to like be a whore <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah. kind of like trying to like bury it you know what i mean right. like if i do this then i won't remember this you know yeah and and i think it made it worse and but at the same time the more i spoke about it the more comfortable i felt i mean i was still embarrassed but i felt like you know i need to talk about this because i need to bring awareness about these types of things because it's happening people are getting kidnapped people are showing you know they're dead and you can't find them you know what i mean and yeah. they're usually younger women and i'm sure it's happening to younger boys too yeah because i've even heard of an incident of um a, a boy at the time it was like probably 16 that was sexually assaulted by a sheriff mm-hmm. and um it was brought to their attention and they just pretty much let the guy go but it was one of those things where he didn't want to say anything because he was so embarrassed that it even happened. Mm. But I'm like, I can understand it coming from a man too where you're even more embarrassed because it's a dude that's doing it to you. You know what I mean? Then it's even more shameful. And yeah. I feel like, I think we need to break that. We need to talk about it and bring awareness so people feel comfortable. Because I have that conversation with my girls all the time. Yeah. like Not like that, but I'm just kind of like, <laughs> but I'm like, you know, if it's, anyone it's touches you... Tough- uh, conversation to have but right. it's kind of important to have well and that's why my parents never let me sleep over people's houses because they were so afraid of stuff like that happening but then it's crazy because it still happened anyways yeah. you know what I mean yeah, and, yeah. and with my kids I'm the same way but I, I have open conversations with them 
because yeah. they're eight and eight and nine i mean they're still young but i've had that conversation since they were like four or five years old like you know if anyone touches you and they tell you to keep it a secret you know you need to tell somebody because they shouldn't be doing things like that to you mm-hmm. you know you're you're a baby you know and they're like what the fuck like <laughs> why would people even want to say or do things like that but i'm like but they're they're out there yeah you know and it's it's so common and like i said i think more people are just embarrassed and ashamed that it even happened to them but if they know it's common then they'll be more open to speaking that's why if if i ever make it i want to be an advocate for like human trafficking and sexual assault which is funny because not funny but you know the guy from uh lincoln park and then yeah they're saying that's like a conspiracy thing where because they were uh what you call it they were bringing awareness of the human trafficking thing and then the sexual assault to like the the kids chester bennington yeah that's oh. what they were saying well how who, who knows if it's true but i'm not putting it past me and i guess uh, one of them had like they or they found a black book with like some heavy hitter names in the industry, and then boom, he's dead. Hmm. And his wife continues to say that he's not the type that would commit suicide. Like, yeah, he was on drugs. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. But he never had suicidal tendencies. And same with Chris Cornell. And they were both on the top of the mm-hmm. the you know I guess rumor train of that. And then they're now they're both dead. Now, at what point did you feel? Uh, you had to um, really speak about your situation and, and really help because it sounds like you carry this load oh, yeah. for the longest it's time it's on my shoulders still this day yeah um, I talk about it not as frequently as I want to I feel like I should be in a support group so I can feel more comfortable but it's one yeah. of those things where I haven't opened up my parents about it so it's like I'm still like <laughs> ashamed um, but uh, let's see it happened when I was like 14 I probably started talking about it when I was like 18 years old 18 is when I started talking about it I mean, there was guys that I dated at the time that they would say, like, if you don't tell your parents, like, I'm breaking up with you. And I'm like, what? Whoa, what? No, that's just stupid yeah, on, on their part. Right, right. I mean, you think they'd be more supportive and be like, oh, yeah. I understand, you know, whatever, whenever you're ready, if you ever need to tell your parents, I'll be right there with you. But I never, I still don't have the, I mean, I'm 34 years old now and I still don't have the balls to tell my parents. I get, I mean, the trauma runs deep. Yeah. And uh, I think now with social media, it allowed for this Me Too campaign to really flourish. Right. Uh, because, you know, for the longest time, you do not feel you had to, you know, be vocal, but once you're vocal, who's going to believe you? And, right. And where do you find others who experience what you did? Now with social media, you're connected with the world mm-hmm. and they can share their stories and, and uh, really speak truth to power. Like, they're, like um, for example, like at least with Louis C.K., it's like, like it's an open secret. Well, because nobody wanted to report on it. Right. But now with, it's Louis C.K. Yeah, but now yeah. with blogs and now yeah. where people can, you know, who know, they could write things about it. Yeah. There's the freedom. And it still can kind of be anonymous in a way. Right. Yeah. And so like, with the whole Me Too thing, it's like, yeah, it happened to Me Too, but um, I feel like we need to identify it and bring awareness at a younger age where they can feel comfortable in speaking out about it because you're looking at like grown ass women that didn't say anything for years. You know what I mean? And is it why? Like why? Why didn't they say anything? That's what I'm wondering. And and they're probably in the same boat as me, where they're just like ashamed that it even happened. But I'm gonna tell you right now, if Louis C.K. pulled out his dick in front of me, I'd be like, wow, I'm seeing Louis C.K.'s dick. And I'd like, I would totally tweet that and be like, has anyone ever seen Louis C.K.'s dick? <laughs> like, because I'm sure he wasn't like, don't tell anybody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how did that conversation go between the women and the yeah, yeah. and Louis? You know, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm kind of curious about. But I mean, Matt Lauer, like he yeah. recently got a sexual assault case. And then um, there was like this thing that was on my feed, like famous people who have had sexual accusations, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, like one of them was the guys from the Backstreet Boys. And one of them was the guy from... Um, What's that uh, show where it's a, uh, the Entourage? One of the dudes from oh, there. Oh, Piven. 
Jeremy he, Piven? Yeah, he's like the shorter guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I wish he would sexually assault me, but you know, no, 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 like, not like that, but <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying like these yeah. guys, I mean, they could get any, some of these guys can get any woman they want and then they're like sexually assaulting women, but maybe because of their fame, they think they can get away with it. Right. I mean, a lot of people use that. They're like, you know, it's, you know, why is everybody being a sexual assaulter? And, yeah, like and, everybody. And, and I'm like, and for the most part, I was like, well, maybe because, you know, they have power. You they know? do. And when you have power and you feel invincible, you can get away with stuff. But I was like, you know what? But that could also apply not just for, like, people who are famous. That could apply to to, to anywhere. You and know, the, it and could that's be a why- boss. It could be uh, somebody you work with. It could be somebody you go to school with. And it's just like when people feel like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm cool or I got this power over somebody. That's when they take advantage of people. Well, and that's why I feel like because these people are famous, that's where the light, you know, the, some, the light has been shed upon that that situation. But for normal people, like, are they speaking up because they're hearing this? Like the Me Too, Me Too campaign, like, is this just happening to political people, you know, actors, you know what I mean? Or are regular people speaking up too? Because I want to see more regular people speaking up because we obviously need to stop this. Like it needs to stop, you know, either. But it, I mean, it's been happening for so long. Like, well, you know what I mean? Centuries, I want to right, say. Right, right. I mean, it's in history. Like it's yeah. in history where like it was normal for like older men to like buy younger women and for people to give their children away to these older men or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or sell their daughters. And it's, the patriarchy was, was definitely a bitch. I mean, now it's more, time. there's more like regulations, you know, and rules, but people are still getting away with it because they're not, you well, know, they have power. Or, well, well, now women are, are making great strides in uh, be, having an eco voice in things. Yeah. In the workplace, well, having hope. an eco voice right. in the <laughs> fields. And uh, I mean, I think that really helps and with the help of the internet. Right. I think the internet has helped a lot with that. Yeah. But then also the internet has been the downfall a lot of that because then like some of it's like you can't really take into account where it's well, coming from, you know, but sometimes. just like comedy. In comedy, yeah. good jokes and bad jokes come from the same place. Yeah. But you know? then sometimes you're kind of like, is that real what they said? <laughs> is that a joke what they said? <laughs> and you're like, hmm, could be either way. Right. Because when people were like, oh, why can't comedians all be good well it's because you know everybody says shitty jokes and yeah. everybody says really good it jokes always happens. And, and you really um, it's up it's up to the comedian to really come you know find the best jokes that fits different scenarios it's like the, it's like the internet the internet is just there as a tool it's it's up to you how to utilize it and how to interpret it right but you know just like every just like how they say every joke there's some truth to it mm-hmm. just like in the internet there's, you know, even the most outrageous things, there might be some truth to it. Well, I mean, have you ever heard that 50% of just kiddings are actually true? What do you mean, just kiddings? <laughs> like when people say they're just kidding, they're really not kidding. Like they actually feel I believe it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like 50%. I feel, I feel we should be higher. Yeah, <laughs> like 75%. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, 50%, that's still pretty high. But yeah, no, I agree. So like I'll say something I'm like, just kidding, but really I'm not. I'm like, no, that's actually, I really feel that way. <laughs> like, uh-huh. you know, so, um, Yeah. I, I the the whole Me Too campaign. Uh, I think it's it's good that women are being empowered and speaking up because instead of women fighting against each other, we need to be sticking together yeah. and making a movement. And actually, I mean, I don't know how many guys have been complaining about being sexually assaulted by a woman. I've been hearing about guys being sexually assaulted by men, like yeah. uh, what Corey Corey Feldman or Corey yeah. Haim. I forget yeah. which one. Corey Feldman. Yeah, he just came out. I want to say saying yeah. that he was sexually. Well, assaulted. the thing is, he's been saying that for a long time, just and no, no one believed. Nobody him. gave a shit. Which about is him. so sad. Yeah, and, See? And, and that's the worst place 
to to be at is being vocal and nobody simply just not giving a shit. And that's so sad. Yeah, that's sad. Because uh, didn't one of the, his friends like what was the other guy? That, Corey Haim. He's oh, it was Corey Haim who, who died. Yeah. Did he commit suicide? Or was it was a drug overdose. 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 But they're saying that he was taking he was so also, many drugs to you know. Yeah. To suffice the the, the, depression the memories and, and the depression, and, yeah. which. I'm telling you, it's a lot more common, especially in the entertainment industry with with these kids, these Disney shit. Like, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I like Disney, but I'm like, when you go to the back end of it and the stuff that you hear, I'm like, is that true? Because there's no one actually saying like this happened to me. You know what I mean? Except yeah. Corey Feldman, poor guy. <laughs> no one believed him. I'm like, wow. <laughs> but I think because he's a dude. Like, I'm not saying it's not how it should be, but if someone is like screaming for help like why are we not helping this person but it could also be like the boy who cried wolf but i mean he wasn't obviously crying wolf wolf he was actually telling the truth and and no one believed him and now all of a sudden this me too is happening Mm -hmm. and he's like oh yeah by the way remember what Corey feldman said oh yeah 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 that's right him too Mm -hmm. well i think a large i feel responsibility uh, with these cases we need to really hold up law enforcement to a higher standard yeah uh that and parents uh and I mean, parents not to a certain extent, response. because there's, because all, there's only like so the, much you can do as a parent. You know, there you is. can't you can't be shattering your 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 child. 24/7. I completely agree, but at the same time, would you let your five, six, seven year old go with a stranger? See, but if he made money, if he was a rich named man, then you'd be like, yeah, I'd let him go. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure there's shitty parents that will make yeah. those decisions. <laughs> those but, are the ones I'm talking about that needs to be held accountable. Be, you know, uh, because. Um, I guess the point I was trying to make is that for people who do are vocal and who are depend on the public to help them in the situation, that, that, that's gambling here pretty much. Right. You know, cause, Cause it can go either way. Either go, they can believe you or, or they can either, or they can shit on you. Yeah. I think, I think, I mean, law enforcement has to do a better job in investigating these cases and, right. and being really thorough about it. Cause there's, there've been way too many cases where, uh, agencies have just, have they not, had a lead and then they let the guy go. Or just you know, did not do a good job, or yeah. just did not give a shit, and it, it could be a variety of reasons, you know, you know, loss of manpower or priorities, whatever. But but there needs to be more uh, higher standards in tackling these um, sexual harassment or uh, assault cases. Remember that football coach who got in trouble for like uh, sexually assaulting like one of the players, I want to say, and it was like. In Pennsylvania? I don't know. I think it was Dukes or whatever. I forget what the team was. But then it was the guy who was accused, but then they just didn't say anything. And I think the most recent incident or, like, what was brought to the attention was that someone walked in and saw him sexually assaulting one of the players. Yeah, it was Sandusky. Yeah, Utah. that one. Yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. And, 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 Mind blown. And why? Because power and and money, they knew so the the team, you know, really depended on those coaches to get wins. And they're like, "Yeah, get on his bus. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're gonna be an all star player. You're gonna be playing for the NFL. Get on his motherfucking bus." Oh, man, it's like, it's so oh my bad. god, it, so it, it is bad. And and I agree. I think uh, law enforcement should be more proactive. They need to create a team for just this. I mean, they have human trafficking. You know, they have uh, child abuse. Yeah. But I feel like they need to like have a support group for whether it's a child, an adult, you know what I mean, and how to identify. Like that's because these guys are getting smarter too. Like men, women, whatever these predators, they're getting smarter. They're finding ways to 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 be more discreet about it, and that's the the scary scary part. I don't know if you ever seen that movie. It's called Skins. It's on Netflix, but I think it's called Pieles. How do you say skin in Spanish? Piel. 
what do you say? Piel? Maybe it's Piel. I don't know. But it's mm-hmm. in, but it says Skins in English, but when I tried looking it up online, they had it well, in Spanish. Well, there's a British show called Skins. No, this is a movie. Oh, it's a, a movie. movie, and it's about, like, uh, in the beginning. Like, you watch the first 10 minutes of it, it's so dark, and but it's so... Not... I don't want to say real, but... Realistic? It's real. Well, I don't know if it's realistic because there's some parts in the scene where you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but but it kind of like taps into that like, could that be happening? I mean, they made a movie about it. It has to be happening, right? It's not just someone's figment imagination. But it's a, re- a movie I would highly recommend like uh, for people to watch because in the, in the beginning scene, it's about like predators. And I'm not talking about animals. I'm talking, well, possibly animals because we're human. Human are considered animals. Sexual predators. Yeah, yeah, sexual predators. And I'm just like, wow like I, I I couldn't believe how this this movie was and it, it's all uh, subtitled and I usually hate watching movies with subtitles because I'm just so lazy I don't like to read mm-hmm. like I barely like to breathe so like <laughs> let alone having to read I'm like oh yeah, but yeah. if it's good then I'm just like okay I can watch this I can watch this and and um we need more things like that I mean remember that uh that uh teacher who slept with her student you know they're now divorced Oh yeah, <laughs> like that was definitely a weird. They went through all of that. It was a ninety early late nineties. Yeah, they went through all of that, and then and then she did her time. She paid her dues. And, and you know what? Like uh, I saw the interview with the guy. Now that he's an adult, and you can tell he see like there's some like something going on there. Like, yeah, he, no, he's fucking like, fucked like, up. Like he's tra- he's traumatized. Oh almost. yeah, no, he's totally like I would. I mean, because that's just way too much responsibility for a young person. Uh, Male or female, or anyone who identifies Whether you in between, think you're an adult. It, right? It, it's to be in that kind of relationship, yeah. and and it, it's it's way too much responsibility. It's, it's unfair. It's crazy because I have some cousins that are teachers, and they talk about how like it, it. They were teaching in Florida, and it was happening a lot in that in that state with a lot Fucking of teachers Florida. and students. Jesus! But instead of like, you know, taking the teacher out, they just moved them to a different school. Oh, they did the Catholic thing, huh? Yeah, yeah. And they weren't Catholic, so... Right, the Catholic church, they would just move pedophile priests from, from one, one church to yes. another. and what, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's crazy. It is. Um, like, I just don't even understand what's... I don't know. I feel like uh, the, the system is failing people. That's what well, I really feel like. It's failing people. Yeah. You know, it, it goes back to... What did that say about people who were not directly involved but knew about it? Right. and how, Like, why didn't they say anything? You know, it wasn't even happening to them. You know, you know? I mean, because with Louis C.K., it's like it really made me think about our scene and how much I hear stories from, from other people about yeah, other I comics. Know. I've been hearing some and, stories. And, and, and I'm like, well, I feel, I feel bad. I feel ashamed. Yeah. Should I be more vocal? And if I am more vocal, what's the best productive way I can be vocal yeah. about it? Where and there's it, results, not just like, right. he's a liar. Well, <laughs> like, like, know what he's talking about. like, you know, how much involved do I get? <laughs> If I'm not directly involved in that situation, and like especially now since I am a position of power of running a room, mm-hmm. you know it's little power. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm uh, on damn Jorge. <laughs> you know, but, also excuse me. But, but, I'm on, is this a podcast that's happening right now? What's happening after? I'm just kidding. No, but but you you have you, you run yeah. a room. You yeah. you essentially you can control who performs, who doesn't perform, right? Who's but accepted? I don't, you know, me neither. You know, and it really. Depends. But I've been to rooms where they're like, you can't perform here. Right. Not to me, but I've heard. See, and 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 it's something I was talking to Kathy Klotz about, in that you, as the producer or the host of a show, you set you set up the vibe of the room, right? You know, if it's too loose, everybody's gonna be loose. If you give a shit, people are gonna be you know. That's why you're the host. You gotta control. 
you got to give it some control. But sometimes you can't do it because depending on well, who performs. Essentially, you are the leadership. Yeah. You know, in that time space. And, and and people look up to you. It, you know, if something is going wrong or something, whatever. If something goes right, you know, they're like, oh, do a great show. You have a great show, this and that. You know, was, if it goes shitty, who do you blame? The host. Oh, so yeah. oh. <laughs> you did a shitty show. What the fuck? Yeah. And, and that's and, and that's kind of what I'm thinking in my head. It's like, you know, how can I do my part? Yeah, and not be in a position of like something happens and be like, oh, I knew about it, I didn't say shit. But like the information you hear is a, um, it's all rumors too. It, well, you can't, you can't really. Well, so that's what I was saying because I was recently messaged via Facebook about another comedian in our in our scene in our scene about something inappropriate happening, but they wouldn't tell me what what it was, but they're just like, we're like warning me, like, hey, ah. be careful around this person because I heard something and I don't know how much of it is true but how, I heard how something how recent is it uh, within the past month oh, man. and and it and it scares me because I was like then I ended up seeing that person and I, but I never had any like you know can you write his name down for me no <laughs> no I can't because I told the person I wouldn't say okay. I, I wouldn't say but um, they when they told me this I saw the person that they were speaking of the next day and I didn't have any you know I didn't act any different around them, but what made me wonder was like, like, should I say something? But I don't even know what it is. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, I don't even know what it is that this person did. But at the same time, I thought it was thoughtful that person cared enough that what they heard was like, I just wanted to bring it to your attention. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay. So then I was just like, you know, and then I kind of asked her around. I was like, hey, did you guys hear anything? I mean, I don't want to be like a like a chismosa or like, you know, like right. trying to, but uh, it worried me. Cause I'm like, okay, well if, if this person was so concerned enough to reach out to me to tell me to be careful, like, should I be telling people to be careful? Like, I don't even know who the person it happened to. Like that part didn't even come out. It was mm. just like, this is what I heard about this person doing this to someone else. And I just want to bring your attention. And I'm like, well, what did they do? They're like, I'm not at liberty to say, but I'm just telling you that, you know, this is what I heard. And they heard it from like, I guess the horse's mouth or the horse was there and then heard it from another horse. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. I just kind of like left it at that. But then it would make me sad. Right. Right. To know if something does happen. And then I'm like, oh, that's what he was talking about. Like, oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wish I would have said something. I wish I would have dug. Like, if I knew who the other, who the victim was, I would approach them, like, off on the side. You know what I mean? Face to face, not on Facebook. And been like, you know, yeah. I'm not the type that would believe in rumors. But I'd want to just be like, are you okay? You know, this is, are you okay? That's yeah. all. That's, you don't have to tell me what it is. But I just want to know that you're okay. Because this poor person probably is ashamed and embarrassed or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Well, how do you feel is the best way to approach someone going through that and kind of, you know, saying, Hey, I'm here to help. And, or just find out, you know, if what, I find out, if I were to find out who the victim was, I would, uh, I would approach them person to person, person and be person. like, Hey, like, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I'm not the type to spread rumors, but you know, this is what, this is what I heard. And I just want to know if you're okay. I don't care if it's true or not. You can, you can, you can defend yourself. You can defend the person. I don't, I don't care, but I just want to make sure you're okay. And then depending on how that conversation goes is where I'll, I'll kind of go like, you know, saying, Hey, that's not okay. Like if that person did that to you, that's not okay. Like you need to, you need to tell somebody you need to report it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because if they're doing it to you, I guarantee they're doing it to other people. That's, that's my concern. Cause if they're, like I said, they're doing it to one person, most likely they're doing it to other people and they're not getting caught. You know what I mean? They're not getting busted. No, there is, isn't there like a, a, a Facebook page for specific female comedians around here? On Facebook? Um, I th- um, I want to say there 
is but I don't I don't really I don't participate it participate in it mm. too much but I want to say there is because I fi- I figured that that was the best way to learn about you know which um, now I'm gonna stay look away from yeah no I'm now I'm gonna look I'm gonna look because I, I want to say there's I don't know if it's called females of comedy or whatever but I'm gonna look and I'm gonna I'm gonna now that you mentioned I'm gonna post it on that thing I'm gonna be like hey this is what I heard I'm not gonna say who the people are because obviously I don't know the victim yeah. I only know the what it's the word the, the perpetrator yeah the perpetrator the predator, the predator. <laughs> yeah I only know of the predator and I'm not gonna say the predator's name either but I'm just yeah. gonna say this is what I'm hearing I don't know what your thoughts are on this ladies but yeah. you know if, if if this is happening if this is really happening then right. we need to band together and kind of prevent this yeah. prevent and this I, and I struggle with that too it's like how intrusive do I want to be you know yeah because at the same time it's like because I feel like women would attack me too and be like, okay, me too. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I want to prevent this from happening to somebody. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, like if, if it happens in front of me, if someone is straight right. up, like, you would say like, something. Say something and right. be like, hey, you're banned here. I don't want to see your face. Or right. whatever. It's not cool. But it's like a lot of what we deal with is rumors. A lot of what we deal with is, right. you know, I heard from this and from that. And, and then it's not even be true. I'm just saying it might not. Shrugging my shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Like, Who knows? Who knows? But then it can be true, you know. So I don't know. Uh, I, but I am gonna bring it up in the if the, the I think it's women's comedy. I forget what it's called. I know there is one. I just haven't. I don't see too many posts on it because my feed's like full of other crap. But uh, I'm gonna visit whatever group that is and be like, this is what I've been hearing. And if there's any females out there that are having this happen to them, because I hear about women being spoken to inappropriately a lot in the yeah. comedy scene on and off from stage. the horse yeah. yeah on and off on yeah and off. on and off oh from the from the person you, you from from the female comedian saying that this comic said this about me while mm. i was on stage and i mean i i don't think they would lie about something like that because it's i mean let's be real like the comedy scene is a male dominated industry yeah it's very very male dominated yeah and if I, you call them out, I'm just joking. Yeah. Well, because I mean, because we're comedians. So, but so, so but there's, it, it's to an extent because if you're making the person uncomfortable yeah. and, and that's the person that's on stage, yeah. you're not doing something right. And you know what? Somebody, I heard this reference. Uh, I'm not sure where I heard it because uh, I don't want to take credit for it. But so somebody says that uh, having, be, being a comedian, you're having the privilege of humor, of comedy. You know, because you could say something. And if people call you out for it, you could just be like, oh, I was just joking. Right. I'm a comedian. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. And I feel like that that's a shield a lot of these people have. They use. They use. And it's like... And it makes you kind of wonder how much of it is true. Right. They're kidding. Right. So it, it's just... um just makes it more difficult to really, yeah. you know, be like, dude, were you serious or not? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, I was just kidding. Back off. It's well, I mean, I was that's, just joking. that's like my joke where I'm like, I'm on my second divorce. The first one doesn't count because they never found the body. Like, really? Does someone really think I'm like going to kill somebody? You know what I mean? But, but what I mean specifically, though, is like, let's say you're performing and someone's just a comedian, fellow comedian is just heckling you and, and saying very While you're on stage. While you're on stage. Yeah. And you're like, dude, that's fucked up to heckle. Yeah. Well, that's being rude at that point. And you're it's like, oh, I'm just, you know, trying to be help or helping them out in their set yeah. or some bullshit. And they're comedians, right? Yeah. 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 No, that's. Not well, cool. this is a hypothetical scenario. Yeah. Yeah. No, no but I, I've seen that. I've seen that and I've heard of the situations where it's a comedian, female comedian that's on stage and it's a male comedian who either introduces her, you know what I mean, inappropriately or um, heckles them while they're on stage. You know what? I, there was an incident that happened. I want to say a couple months ago, and it's 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 not as 
egregious as we talked about sexual assault, nothing like that. But it does have to do with making others feel uncomfortable on stage. And that there was uh, somebody who's working on stage, just, you know, not the host, but I guess, you know, just helping introduce the people. And a female comic was performing. And uh, this guy just full on went at her, you know, ranted while she was performing. And, and like, was it a comic? Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess he calls himself a comic, but yeah. he, he does much more than just comedy. Yeah. So I don't know how much of a serious comic he is. Yeah. But I mean, he actually goes up and does stand up. Yeah. 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 And, and, I, and with that female comic who performed, who had experienced that, we already scheduled a meetup because I, I had a couple ideas I wanted to collaborate with her. And so that happened, and then like a couple of days later, I met up with her, and she was still shook by it. I'm like, what? Like, I felt like, what's up? You okay? Yeah. And she finally told me, she's like, you know, she, she's really thinking about, you know, not going to that room no more, and that. See? And, and stuff like that. I'm like. It shouldn't be like that. And I was like, yeah. It's like, I understand the sentiment, but you can't let this stop you, you know? Yeah. Uh, I know who he is, and he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. And there's going to be plenty of those assholes yeah. in our field. And it, trust me, if if there's any time for you to, to find courage in yourself to continue doing what you love to do, yeah. which is comedy, it is now. Don't let that one asshole yeah. put you down like that. Because yeah. she was confused. She's like, I, I don't even know what I said to trigger him, like yeah. to, to full on go at, at me. I was like, it don't matter. Well, she was it, it, it could be a thousand things. Yeah. It's important for but you, it's not okay. It's important for you to keep doing what you, what you want to do, performing stand-up. And don't let this asshole, you know. Wait, talk. were you there? I, I, I think I was, but I was outside. Okay, so you didn't see it actually happening, and that's mm. what I want to know. Like when these things are happening, why is no one saying anything, or why is no one stepping up, well, or or maybe someone is saying something, and then the guy who's being a douchebag or whoever it is that's being it could be a woman, whatever, being a douchebag, they're just like whatever, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can see it happening like that. Do you, I mean, well, here in comedy, we are a lot of broken people, you know. Oh yeah, no, we're totally broken. We're totally That's why we flawed. do comedy. Yeah, yeah, we, we're totally flawed. So, the the chances of meeting somebody like that who just spouts out negativity is very common. Of course, it's just you know I think we just don't take it seriously. Seriously, sometimes well, when, when I, they're I, saying it, and sometimes you can feel alone doing comedy. Yeah, and I think when I went to talk to her, I think that helped her out to to be like, all right, this person's with me or this person supports me. Yeah, I think it's important. We don't do that a lot because we shit on each other a lot. But yeah, to be like, hey, I, hey, do what you do. I support what you're doing. Yeah, that doesn't really happen. And don't happen let it stop. Yeah, don't yeah. let it stop you from. Because she what is you very want. talented. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, if, if you if you want to quit comedy, I, I get it, but at the same time, I hope not because it, it would be a shitty thing for the rest of us because yeah. it's like you you do create great stuff. I feel like in this scene, and especially in the South Bay, we're so tight knit family. Like I, I don't know feel about like, that. <laughs> no, I mean it's like a fa- I, it's like a family. It's like a family. It's like a love hate relationship. Yeah, There's yeah. like that shitty uncle that no one likes. You know what I mean? They like, <laughs> constantly talk shit, and especially when they're drunk, they're like, "Oh, that's Uncle Ralph. Like, yeah, yeah. don't worry about him." You know what I mean? Just don't be in a room alone with him. You know what I mean? Like, there's like that, and then there's always like the the Aunt Patty that everyone's just like, oh, I love you. You guys are amazing. Always like wants to give hugs or whatever. But I feel like even the comics that I may not necessarily see all the time, like I feel like I, I really treat treat the scene, the people in, my, in the scene as my family. Like especially the ones that come to my room. Like they come there every Sundays. Like they know they can get a, they can get time, you know, and they'll go there. Sometimes they'll get as much time as they want. Yeah. And I and I and I love I've never felt a part of anything in my life ever. 
Except when I had kids. I was like, okay, this is my purpose. I'm supposed to be a mom. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But before that, I mean, because I had kids and then I started doing comedy. But before then, like, even in high school, like, you know, I wanted to be a cheerleader, but my parents were too cheap to let me join. Like, and then I found out you could have just, you know, done those fundraisers to, like, buy your uniform. But I, I just didn't know. But my parents, like, they sheltered me so much. Did you really want to be a cheerleader? Yeah, I wanted to be I wanted to be in cheerleading. I was like, that looks cool. You know, yeah. and then I went to one of the, you know, signups and they're like, it's going to be $400. Fuck. Yeah, and I was like, uh, no, thank was you. Was this in high school? Yeah. And they're Jesus. like, you can sell candy bars. And I'm like, how many candy bars? A thousand. You know what I mean? Like, candy bars to pay off your uniform. So I was like, nah, I'm cool. But then, uh. My mom, like, every time I said, I told my mom, like, I want to do cheerleading. She's like, no, you're going to get raped. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I want to get raped in cheerleading. Or like, I want to do Girl Scouts. No, you're going to get raped. I'm like, in Girl Scouts? Who the hell's going to rape me in Girl Scouts? That's like, that's how my mom was. But because my brother's a guy, he got to do all these things. Right. There's a double standard for sure. Yeah. And so uh, now that I'm older and I have two girls, I never tell them that they can't do it I'm like you can do whatever you want and then my daughter was like can I do soccer and I'm like ask your dad if he wants to pay for it because <laughs> I'm broke as fuck <laughs> like, you get my support just stop my wallet yeah yeah exactly because uh, this gotta go to groceries your lunch you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, I, I and I I, I want to change that I want to change that I think being a, a female comedian that's a mother I have a different point of view on a lot of things yeah and uh in the scene it's a, a lot of them are like single men who don't have children who barely even have a girlfriend sometimes who, you yeah know? who have a hard time getting a girlfriend yeah i mean same thing with me i have a hard time getting a boyfriend i mean i don't i'm at this point where i don't even want a boyfriend i'm like right. you're over no. it you're like, i'm over it like i don't want i think feel like relationships oh, don't are overrated oh, come what happened don't worry no 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 i don't i don't want it to happen <laughs> like, i don't want it to happen i'm good i'm you'll totally be surprised good. yeah like, well then that's what everyone tells me like oh i don't think that way and i'm just like what the fuck like but, but, who cares i get it though I, I, I get it so if you think that way that's that's fine yeah no, I'm that way too I'm like fuck it I'm, I'm, I'm just too uh, picky uh, or too up. yeah or like my life yeah yeah I'm just too fucked up I think it's better off not having anybody and every time I'm in that you know deep scenario I find somebody and sure enough it doesn't work out because of, of yeah. me being fucked up but you know yeah. but <laughs> I, I, exactly I, I understand where you're just like you know what I don't need nobody it's, yeah and, people, and a lot of people are like, don't say that, don't say that. And I'm just like, no, I am going to say that because if I keep thinking I am going to find somebody, I'm yeah. going to be even more disappointed when I don't find anybody. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. like, I'm setting that tone where it's like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Like, I'm okay. Like, I finally, like, October, well, I was just a wreck. Like, I was a wreck because what was happening in October? My, my ex uh, got married and had a baby all within, like, like, they had the baby all within, like, a month. And so, and, and, like I was telling my friends about it and they're like what are you still in love with them I'm like no hell no I'm not in love with him I'm just like why why am I having such a hard time trying to find love you know what I mean yeah. and here's these two people who are like let's make babies and I'm yeah. just like oh. how come he has the better end of the bargain right yeah. I mean I don't know I don't know if it's necessarily better right <laughs> But um, could be an ugly baby. I don't no, know. that's what I, that's what I was using him as my jokes. I'm like that baby's gonna be ugly as fuck. And then, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, the baby's actually really cute. The baby's actually really cute. But that was like that made that was like my joke. And then people are like, "You're going to hell for that." I'm like, "Well, save me a fucking seat." <laughs> I was like, oh, "I'll was see fun. you there." It's a joke. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? I'm right. just kidding. That baby's not gonna be. And I really doubt God would listen to me. Like, uh, what was that? Like, uh, I used to work at this place, uh, and and I would always joke around and be like. Because I didn't like my boss at the time. I was like, I hate her. I hate her. And I was like, why doesn't she just die? And then all of a sudden she was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And then all my coworkers were like, look what you did. And oh. I was like, um, <laughs> oh, no. oh. I'm pretty sure if I had enough power like that, there'd be a lot more people dying. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
You know what I mean? But I felt so horrible. I felt horrible. So I never yeah. said anything about it anymore. I was yeah. like, remember that one time? <laughs> I was like, I would say that. I'm like, I'm gonna say that to you. Yeah. No, so but she actually recovered. She recovered. So so that's good. That's good. And so I don't I don't I don't say that much because I feel bad because like if God really gave me that power, he's like, you know, I'm gonna give her that power one time. <laughs> I'm like, if you could let anyone die, who would it be? You know? Mm-hmm. Uh so I don't say that as much because I don't I don't I don't ever wish you know anything bad to happen to people i'm just that dark of a comedian or a person where it's like i'll just say shit like i always joke around about killing myself but i would never actually do it like mm-hmm. i have this thing with one of my coworkers where i'm like hey dude i'm having such a shitty day at work did you bring some shoelaces like for what i'm like i'm gonna like tie them all together and noose them up so then i can hang myself from the building you know what i mean and yeah. and then we'll joke around like hey you know, did you drink the kool-aid today did you bring your cortezes like i'll make jokes like that but i would never ever actually hurt myself or hurt anybody else what why do you think you keep turning to that subject though um i don't know like well what about it you keep you know finding yourself why do i keep talking about suicide yeah. i don't i i don't know i think to me it's like it's not funny like it's not funny what's funny is me talking about me killing myself because i would never do that you know mm-hmm. what i mean like my life is way too important i have way too much to live for but i think because i'm alive <laughs> like i'm allowed to make those jokes yeah. and um, I, that's another thing that I would want to bring awareness to because it's an epidemic. There's a lot of people yeah. killing themselves. I mean, there's like 10 year olds killing themselves because someone bullied them online. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I don't uh, like, I don't understand. Like, I can't comprehend. And you have two daughters. And yeah. I have two daughters yeah. because I would, I would kill somebody if, if that happened. But at the same time, I would blame myself. Have you had like, a conversation with them? Um, about committing suicide? that and bullying and I've had the conversation with them about bullying but I've never had the conversation with them about, about committing suicide because they're so they're so like happy kids like they're they would they don't I mean they only like hurting each other but they don't like hurting themselves right, you know what right, I mean right, right. like and if they do hurt themselves it's by accident it wasn't like I'm gonna go freaking jump off this bridge right now mom and see me fly well how involved have you noticed your daughters be like in, in you know using social media and the internet they're not on it but I have nieces and nephews that are that are on the same age and they're like all over it and I feel like it's just easier for them to be victims or cyberbullying is a real thing yeah well and and my daughter actually told me that she was being bullied at school and i didn't say anything but i told her i was like um did you talk to your teacher about it she's like yeah and when they did they talk to her about it i'm like okay well you need to follow up with your teacher if it happens again and tell her you know i this needs to stop and if it doesn't stop then i will go over there and i will talk to your teacher and i will talk to your principal and you know how bad mommy gets down she's like yeah i know and i'm like and you don't want that and i it was almost like a threat towards her but at the same time i was like you're a big girl you can handle this and if not you need to talk straight to that girl you need to tell her like this isn't nice and i haven't heard anything since and i've even talked to the teachers when i did a parent teacher conference i'm like you know there was this incident that was happening with this girl and then um they were like oh yeah we've controlled it and and at the same time i i also tell my kids that sometimes it's something's happening at home yeah. with these kids. Well, you know I, feel, what I, mean? I feel if it's uh, egregious enough, there's a certain point where you need to meet up with the parents, right? And be like, hey, you know, this, this is happening. What's and I don't on? want to because I will duke it out with the mom, and I'll be like, look, bitch, control your fucking kid. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. Mama bear come out <laughs> with her claws. And my kid's not like that. My kid's like, well, my youngest, she'll probably be the first one to be like, I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> like, But my oldest, she's just so sweet. Like, she wouldn't hurt a fly. But my youngest is more likely to defend my oldest. Like, don't talk to my sister like that. And that's how I was when I was younger with my brother. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be like, what'd you say to my brother? And I'll push him. <laughs> like, But um, 
uh, bullying is a serious thing. It's it's definitely not something to. But I think we should identify what's causing the bullying. And I want to say most of the time it's something that's happening at home. Like these kids are being bullied themselves at home. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Whether it's a sibling, whether it's a parent, um, something's happening. Or the kid just, you know, crazy. I mean, that happens too, you yeah. know? But yeah. we need to identify, identify <laughs> what's causing this. Like, if it's the kid, we need some major therapy on this kid. You know you what I mean? a psycho. He, need, he needs an outlet, yeah, yeah. you know? We don't want no Jeffrey Dahmer repeats, you or, know what I'm or, saying? Or a she, right? Right, yeah, no. Uh, who's a she that's, like, gone crazy? I don't know. I don't know. But there's that lady who drove her kids and her off the freaking Golden Gate Bridge that one what? time. What? The fuck? Yeah. What? She, she got her car and she drove off into the freaking bridge and that's why they have all those guard things now because people are fucking crazy you know what I mean and I guarantee maybe those kids were bullying other people because they were like my mom's crazy and she ended up killing herself and her kids oh, man. so uh, I think again law enforcement right teachers they, they should be held accountable and be able to identify these things and if, if they can't there needs to be more training and the people who need to be training are the people who it's happened to well another you know? thing I feel as well that contributes to this um heinous actions is people are just not talking with each other as much no. I, I, at least I don't feel everything's it. on social media now social like, media and, and it's like I mean if, if, how often do you talk to other parents and just in general and I don't I, I feel yeah. like, <laughs> like I don't talk to other parents it's no longer really a communal environment well because we're so overpopulated and, I'm, and of, of course I, I might be generalizing because I'm pretty sure there's you know neighborhoods that are communal and I'm pretty sure there's uh, yeah the rich ones uh, communities that are out there uh, <laughs> rich neighborhoods <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think overall like I just feel like you know there, uh, most of us are on the internet now and we're in echo chamber e- echo chambers uh, where people with similar interests and stuff like that it's like I think there's a disconnection amongst everyone you know yeah. what I'm saying no I agree I agree. It's like, all right, I see how you're feeling, and it's a pretty shitty outlook you have. And but why do you feel that way? Well, trying to come from a place of understanding. I remember one time I was at De Anza. I don't know why this memory popped up. Although just one time you were at De Anza. Uh, just, just one time. <laughs> yeah, like, no, but I was going to De Anza, and I was reading a book, and I was like, late in the day, it was just me by myself at, at a at a seat, seat outside seating area, and this Asian kid, who's my age, I guess, came up to me. He seems like he want to say something. And he comes up to me and he says, hey, man, can I talk to you? And, uh, and I, was like, <laughs> I was like, that sounds uh, like he wanted to say something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, sure. Yeah. And he sat down and, he, and she, he seems like very hesitant to talk what he wants. I was like, hey, man, I just I don't feel like I could talk to anybody about this Aww. stuff that I want to talk about. I'm like, oh, my God. Like in my head, I was like, I don't know this kid. You know, but I was like, you know what? But let's Is see he going to go Virginia Tech on you? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I was like, well, let's see where this goes. He goes, hey, man, it's all good. You know, I'm a stranger. Yeah. I don't want anybody. And maybe that's why he felt more yeah. comfortable because he doesn't know who you are. <laughs> I guess. And and he just, you know, just starts saying how he really, um, he's a fascist. You know, he really believes that the elderly should be uh, killed off and the disabled. That's what and, he said? Yeah. That's he, the conversation he had with you? The, the, he was just... And there's a point where I was like, you know, I could just be like, hey, dude, you're fucking wrong, and fuck you. And but I was like, why do you feel that way? And I, and then, and the key thing is, I kept talking to him. I I I, I kept, and, and I was like, well, you have grandparents, don't you? Yeah. He goes, yeah. How would you feel if someone killed them? Like just if the government, you know, was like, oh, they they reach a certain age, we yeah, need, kill them off. We need to li- liquidate them. And he goes, oh, I feel shitty about it. Well, that's what you do to others. And I really felt like I got through to him. 
Like well, I, I mean, I mean, I don't think I fixed whatever he had up right. here in his head, but I do feel he had. He came to that point where he was really uh, looking at his beliefs from a different perspective. Right. And I was like, yeah, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I disagree with what you're telling me, but I don't think you're a bad person necessarily because you haven't done anything, right? Because because people say things stupid shit, but to act on them is a different thing. Well, what if he said? What if it mm-hmm. turned around and he was just like, oh no, I want my grandparents dead. <laughs> what, would you, uh, what would you have said at that point? You'd have been like, um... At, at that point in time, but I was really the, you know, pretty much uh, being like, hey, all right, why do you feel that way? All yeah. right, and You're such a good person. From? Uh, I would have called 911. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's he caught me at a relaxed place. Yeah. And, and you've never seen him before. And, and i never seen him after. But, uh, <laughs> but, but after that encounter, I was like, you know what? I, as, as dark of a subject matter that was... I really think I got through to him and yeah, I think I, it was have. a good interaction we had. Yeah. As opposed to him. Putting, and you don't know him, you know, his history. Right. So. As opposed to him, I don't know, putting online and people like, oh, you're fucking this and that. And because once you become a wavy finger in someone's face, they're just more prone to, you know, stick with their guns. Yeah. Like once, you know. I feel like more people are braver online than they are in real life. Too brave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Overly brave. Yeah. Overly. Oh. <laughs> Over, <laughs> I only mean that in the context of like uh, talking down to people, you know. Uh, not even necessarily talking down to people. Like I, I actually have a, a um, uh, an album on my comedy page, particularly called "They're Brave," and it's about these uh, random guys that message me on Facebook uh-huh. and and say inappropriate things. And, and some of it's not even inappropriate. Some of it's, like, completely innocent. But then the things they say, I'm just, like... It makes me wonder, like, do you, how many women do you say this to? And does it work? Yeah. You know? And I've said that to some of them. Like, does this work? You know? And then I'll get a dick pic. I'm like, what the fuck? Jesus. Like, I'm like, I don't want your dick pic and my freaking thing. And then I'm like, that's what I get for adding these people. But... Um, and my best friends even said this. she's like that's what you get for adding all these randos and I'm just like, well, I don't know. Like, So, like, the most recent one I got, this guy who added me says hello i like you pretty woman is this on facebook this is on facebook yeah this is a comment and then i get another one this is a completely different guy within a couple of days wow omg and i put question mark question mark question mark was that an earthquake or did you just rock my world jesus christ and then the reason why i add these people is because i the only time i add them they'll friend request me the only time i add them is if we have a a mutual friend that i actually know Mm -hmm. so for example if someone added me and and I know you and we're a mutual friend then I'd add them I'd be like oh okay they're safe because they know Hori but then for all I know you're adding all these fucking weirdos you don't you really don't even know so that's why that's how I was able to build you know I, I'm I'm, also, I'm selective on my Facebook as well yeah well so, I mean like I said if they know him you know like this other guy well, last one hello dear how are you at 11.15am then I respond great thank you and this is what he says I got up this morning with you in my thoughts, come to think of it, I went to bed last night the same way. Hey, at least I'm consistent. Have a great day. Jesus. You never met this fucker before. No. <laughs> They're the ones who message me. See, even I'm at all. I'm a guy. And I'm like, I'm way too, I, I would, I'm too shy. I wouldn't do that. I, I, I don't know. I, I. He continued to message me. Oh, shit. Where did this go? Where's it, this going? It's it, it just the same shit. Hello, dear. How are you doing today over there? I just had my dinner. I will soon go to sleep. Good night from here. 
It only takes a second for me to think of you every morning, but the soothing smile you put on my face lasts throughout the day. Your smile is my inspiration. Your voice is my motivation. Your love is my happiness, dear. Good morning from here. And it, and it just goes on. I feel this is a guy who's playing the numbers game. I think he's sending this to several women. Yeah, no, of and course. Just hoping and for he, that like one. Like out of ten, right? One is going to be like, hey. Hoping that that one that needs the, the that sort of... And I'm pretty courteous because I'll actually block their name, but then I made a mistake where like I took a screenshot within a screenshot, but I didn't blur out the screenshot part, and it has their name on the screenshot. Why is that bad? That I don't blur out their name? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, because I feel bad because I still care about people's privacy too. I mean, even though the person's being a douchebag to me, you know what I mean? So, yeah. You're too nice. You say I'm too nice. You're too fucking I, nice. No, I am. I am. I am too nice. <laughs> I am. I am, uh, but yeah, you gotta you gotta check out that album because it's it's just like you'll be surprised like what the fuck these people are what are these people saying to me? Yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate, but it's entertaining. So, so sorry about sorry that that. Happened. See now I have to apologize for the for the no male, male race. No, you shouldn't for, for the male. I species. feel like it's my fault. I feel it's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, on behalf of but all but this men. is what women have to go through, and this is through social media. So I can only imagine what women go through on a regular basis. Face, you know, what you can only face. imagine. You are a woman who's experiencing this shit on a regular basis. Well, I mean, I, I can only say from my experience, which I've had some pretty crazy weirdos, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I've heard stories where I'm just like, what? Like, that happened? There's this video that I saw where this girl um, is just, I think she has a camera and she's just recording as she walks through the streets of New York. I saw and the then all the cat calls that she gets. And I forgot if she responds to them or she doesn't respond she to doesn't. them. She doesn't. She just, just keeps walking. And yeah. then she, you hear all these comments. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's so bad. You know what I mean? And, and then there's there all these debates happening about that video. But like, how come all these male who are catcalling are like person people of color? Oh, my come? gosh. <laughs> yeah. That, because that, it's, I mean, it's, it's. That video was tough to watch. Well, I mean, but at the same time, it's not like she controlled these people to say those things. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So, I, I mean, I guarantee a lot of these people probably have kids, too. And I guarantee if they had a daughter, they probably wouldn't want people talking to their daughter like that. And that's what I'm teaching my kids. Like, it's not okay. It's not okay. You know? But um, yeah, don't have kids. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, I think on that note, we're gonna we're gonna end this podcast episode. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, it's pleasure having you here. Oh, pleasure's all Th- mine. And, and thank, thank you, so you much. thank you for sharing. Oh yeah, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, and, and I hope I, my parents don't listen to and, this. And I'm, <laughs> this might be my coming out podcast. <laughs> this interview. No, I get emails from people who really appreciate honest uh, conversations about the subjects we talked about, and and thank you. For, for being open about no thank it. you for having me I, I, you make me feel comfortable that's why I, I I mean you brought up the topic and I could have just been like oh I don't agree or I agree and this is what I feel but I felt like I should talk about my experience because you know I felt comfortable and well, bring awareness. it's a learning experience for everyone mm-hmm. especially me because I'm like we're in the same field we know the same people have you been sexually assaulted too <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't think so. It, it, could, it could be a repressed memory as far as I know. I did go to church a couple times. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know, but PX, thank you for coming. Thank you so much, Jorge. And there you go. That's PX Floro. Isn't she awesome? Please check her out on her social media. Just look for PX Floro and check out her comedy room that's happening on Sunday nights 
at the Willow Glen Pizza Factory that's on, uh, I believe it's on Meridian Street. All right, that's it for this week. Have a great week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, holidays are approaching us real soon, and hang in there. To some of us, it's a tough season, and um, some of us, it's the good season. Regardless, have a good one. See you guys next week. Next week, we have an artist, a notorious artist, some would say, coming over and uh, for a chat. All right, guys and ladies and anybody else who identifies in between, have a good one.